0: Casey, Michelle,
1: you ready to do this?
0: Yeah, let's get it started. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> we tried something new. We figured out the musica, uh, kind Hello. of. <laughs> it definitely was delayed, but we're working on it. We're trying to seem more professional. Hey man, they're like four episodes in. Now we got music. Like we're adding, we're we're improving upon every time. Nothing like episode four to start sounding legit.
1: <laughs> These are still not even public, so <laughs> maybe this will be the first. Who knows? Yeah. Although I thought uh, our our first one was good.
0: Yeah, I mean I like them all. I support, I think everything we're doing, we just need If anything, at this point in time, we just need to support ourselves and each other and just be proud of everything we create. Support the arts, guys. Support the (laughs) arts. Because everything is falling apart.
1: I mean, Uh, supporting the arts, that's the perfect segue. Should we just go
0: into the noms? Yeah. One of our favorite times of year. Emmy nominations have been released. This is normally our Christmas, but considering yeah. world is It's the fire, most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. Yeah, Woo! and my singing voice is on par. But yeah, Emmy noms are out. This will be um, the saddest of Emmys for us. Yeah,
1: it's basically going to be just a huge Zoom clusterfuck <sighs> because how do we really get all these people on
0: at the same time it's it's gonna be a shit show, and then they're gonna know before it's announced that they they well I'm assuming I don't know Ugh. they're not gonna have the Emmys with them, like the physical Emmy, I mean or maybe they will, and everyone knows ahead of time like normal
1: awards where the person already knows and they accept the video and send the video that sometimes happens on other that's award true shows. yeah,
0: that's very true. I mean, I hope Kimmel makes it like real weird and unpredictable to like hill hilly
1: yeah, he'll embrace, he'll embrace the awkwardness. He's good at yeah. that. So I yeah. think it, it'll it definitely be interesting, but it'll give us content. And, you know, that's all we're craving for these <laughs> that's days. That's all we need. Oh, that's the, all we
0: want. Just throw us an award show every month and we'll be fine. And we're okay with it. I mean, the Golden Globes, they're going to have to do in person. I'm not going to accept this. I don't, like, they're, you know, at one person per table. Everybody's masked out. But, like, I need my Amy and my Tina to like be on stage and making fun of everybody. Uh, I think you
1: need to manage your expectations. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: understand. Yeah, I mean,
1: twenty twenty one is not that far along, and we are still in the midst of corona. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just fun stuff. Um, but what are you? What are you most excited that you saw for the nominations?
1: Well, I mean, as a true succession obsessing, I think I said on the last podcast, it's my favorite show in the last 10 years. I was glad to see that they were nominated, I think, for
0: like 12 nominations. Yeah, I'm reviewing it. We're not going to go through every, we're not going to like bore the audience with all five listeners
1: with going through
0: (laughs) each one, but they got drama series I'm looking at now. They got, you know, pretty much every actor got nominated for lead or supporting across the board. Which is an increase from last
1: year, because last year it was really only the show, the writing, and like the main character, the dad. Yeah. So I think, I mean, this season alone, season two is artwork from the beginning to the end. So I'm just so glad that not only the writing and the, the show itself, but all the actors who are incredible. Um, they all got nominated to the point where because it's such an ensemble show, I don't know if we wanna dive right into it, but um the I think it's supporting actor,
0: yeah, in, that's what I was looking at too,
1: yeah, su- yeah, supporting actor in a drama series you have it is. <laughs> i mean, you already have some non succession people, a la. Bradley Whitford from The Handmaid's Tale, who's won a million times for other things. Yeah, probably the West Wing. Um, Yeah, for sure. You got Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass from The Morning Show, which I don't,
0: I haven't seen. Yeah, actually, we'd be speaking out of turn, but we both like aren't super interested in that show.
1: Well, it's more that Apple likes to just screw us and not let us see the show unless we pay for it. And I'm just not in about that life. But um, I'm sure it's good. Uh, I I think I know I've read a little bit
0: about how I know but just like from the reviews that I read compared to how many nominations they got compared to how many amazing like better shows there are out there that didn't even receive like mixed reviews yeah that's just it seems like there's a lot of nominations for that show
1: which oddly enough Reese Witherspoon was not nominated for and I think she's a producer she wasn't nominated for either one of the shows she was in this year which is interesting in itself but Or their counterparts did get nominated. Yeah, exactly. So I'm digressing a little bit. But anyway, so you got a lot of people from a lot of great shows. And then you have three from Succession. You have Nicholas Braun, Kiernan Culkin, and then Matthew McFadden, who all three of them are incredible actors and have great characters in the show. And Kiernan had said that if Nicholas Braun wins, he's going to punch him in the balls. Which (laughs) I just appreciated because... Most people just take it as, oh, it's an honor to be nominated. But like, he's clearly he's a clearly, Culkin. So, he's, like, a Culkin. he's
0: out for blood. It makes <laughs> sense for his character on the show. And they're just a weird tribe of dudes that I'm on board with. But like, also oh, scared man. of <laughs> <laughs> the Culkin family is a very. I mean, you you could we could go back into early '90s where they're all divorcing their parents because their dad's a psycho. But and look seems to they seem to be much more well adjusted than you'd expect them to be. A hundred percent. So that's one of the um, awards I'm excited about. What about you, Case? I'm very excited about and it's not even like, oh, I also just want to make it like they should not allow eight people to be nominated. And I know. That, that's how many guys well, they are nominated. Ex- they expanded it this year. I know but like no we don't yeah. Like, you should have cut it off at five and then the morning show guys don't get shit and you get all three dudes from succession and then Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul and Jeffrey Wright for Westworld there we go I fixed it all right yeah <laughs> and
1: I don't so di- I don't disagree with you and it's like Okay, you put in extra nominations, but then you still didn't really nominate people who should have been nominated like
0: and you're only handing out one award, so right. it's not like yeah, it's just it's just trimming the fat even more like that's you probably started off at eight nominations thirty years ago and then you trimmed it down to five because what's the point of having eight? right, It was the same thing when the
1: Oscars went to what 10, ten oh ten and movies?
0: They've, never, they've never even nominated 10 movies yet so it's just like there's never even
1: been 10 good movies in a year we're lucky if we get five
0: yeah exactly okay so yeah sorry i got completely sidetracked by that. i mean this I could be a whole
1: it. this could be a whole podcast <laughs> and how casey
0: and this show reproduce all the award shows Which uh, shows yeah and let dennis direct <laughs> yeah 100 yeah, uh i like the reality tv um the reality host category because we got it's just it's kind of like a fun shit show of previous nominees um well i'm super amped that nicole byer got one because i just i consume a lot of what she puts out there for their podcasts and just like life in general and i'm on board for it and then you get amy poehler and uh, nick offerman for their like woodworking show and you got everybody from top Chef. well you got padma and tom and you got the queer eye guys and you got shark tank so i just think that's like like if, if there if there was an award show and they're having tables, like that would be the the tables that you'd want to be hanging out
1: at. Oh yeah, the Fad Five alone, who by the way will probably win. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, they Especially. would be entertaining
1: to sit at, even if there was no one else. But yeah,
0: agreed. And then see, and then letting them hang out with Nicole Byer and like Amy Poehler and Offerman, like, and I mean, Padma's totally down a to clown. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I mean, maybe Padma might win, although I don't think Top Chef ever wins. They just get nominated. Yeah. I mean, I think the Queer Eye is going to win with everything going on, and they're so positive, and they're helping people. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be. Another
1: person who was robbed was our boy Jimmy Fallon, who <laughs> single-handedly <laughs> kept us alive this summer with his I really,
0: his I really appreciate the new format, going back into the studio with no audience. I think it's very, very funny. Oh, because it's a sexy
1: um you Oh, know, his look set. is
0: very relaxed, and so it's very, very attractive. But just in general – oh, and the set. Yeah, they're using a lot of dark wood. It's a lot of, like, low lighting. Yeah, Michelle and I are digging
1: it. I've um, never but, been this attracted to Jimmy Fallon, and I've been attracted true. to him in all his
0: – Yeah, I don't think ids. he's ever really looked better being this kind of borderline disheveled, borderline put together.
1: Yeah, i mean, It's, I'm it's very it. good.
0: Yeah, but just the show itself, I think it's really funny because – there's nobody but the roots to laugh at him and they give him so much shit that like it's really good. Yeah, I'm into it. Um and our girl, um, Zendaya. Oh
1: yeah, she, she got, was yeah. she
0: was nominated.
1: Unfortunately, the only one or the only nom I think that it looks that, like
0: for Euphoria, yeah. That
1: Euphoria even got, which I keep telling Casey she's sleeping on that show. She would. Love I am it. sleeping on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Sleeping um, on it. But I, I don't think she's gonna get it. Only because the Emmys tend to not give the newbies. No, and work.
0: she's. I mean, it's against um, a two Killing Eve, which is like everybody's obsessed with Killing Eve because that's another Phoebe Waller Bridge situation with Jodie Comer just won the BAFTA last year, and Sandra Oh is her counterpart. They're nominated against each other. You have Laura Linney for Ozark in that category, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, and Jenna Aniston. It would be great. It would really be fantastic if Zendaya did win. Yeah. Bye. That would really, like, turn that would be a, a big showstopper. Well, you never know. This could be
1: the year that the Emmys decide let's show everyone that we're not racist and give <laughs> all the nominations all the wins to all the non-white people who are nominated but yeah who knows i i mean listen as long as an anthony anderson is a part part of that i was literally about to say that give it to zendaya just don't give it to 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 anthony anderson Anderson.
0: put him on that fucking screen get that monster away from us yeah we are not fans if you guys don't know, you can just Google Anthony Anderson assault charges settled out of court. There's a lot of them. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Not, not saying R. Kelly, but not not saying R. Kelly. Anyway, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I don't want us to get sued on our first legit recording. Um, yeah, also interesting. We saw our uh, Cecily Strong nominated
0: this year, which I don't even remember her being on SML this <laughs> year. She did. She, she did do a really good job of Janine uh, Piro for the like the oh, Republican yeah. dum dum like that was really good. But yeah, I'm very yeah. Uh, the SNL, I mean, they gave Brad Pitt for SNL as Fauci. I and know can barely read the cue cards. Like it was. I mean, that I mean, I love has Brad. to be
1: just like a chuckle. That can't be like he's gonna win.
0: My thought is like well we have Jen coming like if this was all supposed to be in person like we have Jen coming in for the morning show so let's get Brad coming (laughs) in too so we can just get a little ratings because the world still wants them to be back together. No I mean listen I there's a
1: lot of people I want to see up on the screen for the award that don't necessarily deserve it but just because I'm a fan of theirs. Yeah. I don't know if Jennifer or Brad deserve either one of their awards this year, but
0: but damn, would we like to see them hold hands again? Yeah, <laughs> like that I mean... one moment. Oh, uh. anyway, we're <laughs> we we're both gonna just like die inside. <laughs> yeah, Before I slit my wrist. <laughs> no, you can't say that. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're, we were told we're gonna we like got... stop threatening to kill
1: ourselves. <laughs> we got the feedback last time not to do that. Yeah. Um. Before I. <laughs> swallow a couple of pills <laughs> <laughs> no I, no
0: jokes like this are okay continue yeah yeah what um uh, moving where should we go into let's let's dive into a darker side yes. of hollywood speaking Emmy, of Emmy related. Award shows, yeah
1: a famous award show host
0: miss uh, ellen degeneres okay so you want to give us the backstory yeah all right so this has been a very very fun unfolding of what is basically the end of Ellen's career, for the second time? By the way, because- yeah. It's through Twitter, the first time was it was terrible and prejudicial and disgusting, and um, she came out and her show was canceled. And as a '90s child, we were basically all taught: if you want to be a lesbian, you gotta shut the hell up because you're gonna you're gonna lose your entire career. Like it was so blatantly yeah. obvious. And then she came back. She did. She went off and did a lot of real estate in between. Then and um, and then she came back with the Ellen Show, and that's been on air for I mean uh, over ten years. Yeah, Yeah. at least a decade. And since this is the real, I love the timing of this. Is really that since quarantine, because like you know, social media has been very specifically elevated throughout this whole time period um a for it was either like a former employee who was also like a comedian or was just like a straight up comedian who knows about okay first episode was 2003 so it's already like she's already oversaturated she's been doing this for 17 years like you know tides were gonna turn and they did well, especially tides are going to turn if you're not true to who you're perceiving. To your yeah, add. to your branding and packaging and she signs off every episode of Remember to Be Kind to One Another. Right. And since quarantine on Twitter, it started to come as a trend of like tell your Ellen horror stories. And somebody tweeted out like, "Hey, uh, tell your worst like Ellen stories as a former employee or somebody's had interactions with her and then you said, what, like 2,000 stories have surfaced yeah. on average.
1: Over like 2,000 stories.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. About just horrible ways that she's treated people or just like how disrespectful she is just to human beings. You're not allowed to make eye contact. You can't do this. You can't talk to her directly while at work. Just like a, a lot of really gross behavior. Oh, excuse me. I'm getting all excited and getting hiccups. She Uh, also,
1: well, no, just to continue, she also not only, like, didn't let people stare at her, but she kind of turned a blind eye to a lot of what was happening in the company. So you had a a producer that was severe, like...
0: So we're creating toxic work environments. Creating toxic
1: work environment where there's sexual assault being claimed, there's racism being claimed, there's just, like, the worst toxic work environment that is being claimed in addition to when we started watching the show during COVID, you were hearing rumblings about the
0: fact that her like staff was having to come to her house and they weren't getting and paid. And then she, and then she didn't ha- and then she wanted to work with, she hired non Union members to film from her, um, her home. house in Montecito so that she didn't have to pay the normal day rates to her employees. And then she was complaining about how it felt like jail and everyone's like hey you live in like a fucking mansion in Montecito like fuck you.
1: People are being
0: killed in the streets right now like get with what like it was very clear that she how disconnected she was from actual society and people were like starting to kind of remove the veil over their eyes and be like what the hell is going on with this lady.
1: Yeah not to mention then you know the rumblings on Instagram and Twitter then formed this in-depth article that BuzzFeed came out with earlier this month that really started to go into all of these allegations in one spot, which then caused an internal investigation, I think, like last week, right?
0: Yeah, it was um, a third party and is like partnering with So clearly they're bringing somebody from the outside to be unbiased, at least that's the PR move. But they said a third party that they didn't name is working with Warner Media to investigate the claims of the sexual assault and the toxic work environment. And another claim I think they have to investigate is um, and a former employee on Twitter came forward saying that they she got fired a month after she had to take leave for a suicide attempt. Yeah, she
1: took... Um her own days off because she wasn't given days for to go to a medical facility. And then when she came back, they fired her.
0: Yeah. And just, yeah. So I think, um, that's a big one that people are like, this needs to be like, there's clearly other more intense stories that we'd hear coming out, but those have been the big headline grabbers that have come to surface. And
1: earlier this week, Ellen Wrote a full letter to her staff, which has obviously since been blown out everywhere, where she's basically apologizing. This is never her intent. And she said, I take full responsibility. Which, I mean, she has to. Yeah. I mean, this is her show. She chose to turn a blind eye. She chose to let the producers do whatever they want, because she... You know, there's a part of her that probably didn't want to deal with the day in and day out in that aspect, I guess. I mean, but yeah, you also you... need to know who you're instilling like the power to.
0: Yeah, and if you were watching the show, neither of us were watching the show day to day, but from the vibes just in life, like it was becoming clear that she was over it. Like I was very in I want um if you guys don't follow Evan Ross Katz on Instagram, he's been very interested in this story for like years when celebrities would come on and Ellen would try to, like, make them feel bad, most specifically. The Dakota oh my- Johnson one was yep. so good.
1: Even though uh. I don't like Jaco- Dakota Johnson. It made me I, respect
0: a- the hell out of her. It made
1: me give her some respect. And yeah. I, And this is coming from someone who used to be an obsessive Ellen fan. I mean, I read all her books growing up. I loved the Ellen show, like the sitcom. I watched the show when she came on with her. Initial talk show. Yeah. I mean, was on. Was I was all on board. When,
0: yeah. She, Mr. Mom in, like, what, 1994? Like, when we were old. Like, a PG movie. Like, that's the PG movies that we were, like, allowed to see as kids. Mr. Wrong. Oh, thank you. Okay. Which was mm-hmm. a terrible movie. Mr. I saw yeah. it in the theaters because I was a fan. Yeah. That,
1: that's what makes it even harder to see. But, you know, she had that stand-up comedy special last year on Netflix called Relatable.
0: Called right? Relatable, which uh, is such a...
1: I mean she does it as a joke saying how unrelatable she is now that she's become
0: it's now become like a demon twisted against her like even further like she was doing it ironically but now it's no longer ironic and it's just sad that she was trying to make it ironic because you're like no actually you are unrelatable. and we don't hate
1: her for being unrelatable there's so many celebrities who are unrelatable I mean you could say the same thing about a Jerry Seinfeld or any of these really big comedians who when they get to a level that they're at, their jokes tend to not be as funny because the hardship isn't there as much. Like, what are you going to joke about your assistant fucking up? But it, it's yeah. not it's not that aspect. It's the fact that she was preaching that she was all about caring about other people when she was allowing this toxic environment for who knows how long. I mean, I'm not going to say it was all 17 years. Yeah, but
0: I can't imagine it being like
1: within the last
0: year. So, yeah, and I do want to make it clear that when she made that announcement, she said, I take full responsibility. But it also she nothing was speci- Oh my god, stutter specifically addressed by her. It's not like she said I. I she didn't did... call out the word. Yeah, that and happened. She, yeah, she wasn't right. saying like no. I did ask people not to look me in the eye. Like it was. It was just. It was a very matter of fact. I take full responsibility for this, but it, it didn't really provide any kind of a, a, an additional like understanding of what she is taking responsible for responsibility for.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, she also signed the letter saying like, if they were in person, not dirt related to COVID, she would have been like on this. And it's like,
0: no, I don't think is- you would have. This was clearly happening for years. It wasn't in the past few months that this has happened. Like these are stories of people that were interns for you or associates or personal errands, people and assistants on set and like, you know, people that you, that are treated like shit because and they're taken advantage of in all these types of environments because all of a sudden now interns can just be unpaid, unpaid employees and you can do whatever the fuck you want with them because you have all the power.
1: Yeah. So, so. it's going to be interesting. I mean, Casey, you said last night there were already reports in the Sun that potentially um,
0: James boy- Corden. Yeah. Yeah. my One of my British boyfriends might take over. They're in, But then there's also from uh um, a few a few hours ago from Fox News. Um, I mean, we'll see. But I was also reading from the Sun, so that's also a lot. <laughs> what
1: a track. Well, bag. and I when you text, sent that text to me, I was like, "Listen, I could see that work. It's very much the same thing that know, he's doing
0: now. Just it's
1: the same audience. Yeah. Um, and he oh, well, probably it's a different
0: audience than what his late night show is for. Well, sure. no, I
1: mean, obviously, he's a late night. He's late night, but like yeah. in theory the people who would watch it would also like he could get that audience yes and i already feel like the you know the talk shows at night the late nights are oversaturated he actually would probably become more of a success household name yeah yeah because i mean he's well known but i think when you think of the talk show you know the late nights you're thinking of that's Cole. the last
0: spot you I, think of I mean, Colbert
1: you think of Jimmy Kimmel and you think of Jimmy Fallon you also no have really Trevor
0: Noah John Oliver
1: even though they're different shows I
0: would categorize yeah. these as different shows I don't think other people do so
1: yeah no and I think he would probably do better being one of the only males during the and, day and
0: get a female to do a late night talk show I mean come on yeah like, give I mean, a woman that spot
1: yeah, exactly. That's for a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we, so- we could produce that in two <laughs> seconds. Not saying it should be us, but we should at least be consultants. Yeah, 100%.
0: That's not outlandish at all whatsoever to ask. Yeah, they we know have where their life we life experience.
1: They have like, our phone numbers. They have our emails. Like
0: we're they're probably
1: watching what we're watching. So they know they've they've seen every show I've ever seen because everyone's watching us.
0: <laughs> uh, you know um, but yeah so Fox News is now reporting that like nobody's going off air but I don't understand there's no way that this can get nobody can recover there's I don't see how she can move forward from this at all and like even go back to work with a staff unless she fucking fires everybody well, she can recover
1: but you know she has to clean house she's got to start from the beginning she's got to hire a lot of women and people of color to work for her
0: and like 17 years. I mean, I, th- I think she's over it, too.
1: I think she's over it, too. I mean, we saw it happen with Chelsea. At some point, people get over the show and get over all of the fame. And I
0: think she's at that point. And when and you have... She was making $50 million a year, so...
1: She doesn't need to work a day in her life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and she's, So maybe this is the way for her to get out. I mean, knows. she's pushing... Is she past 60? Like, if I were her, I would just be like... You know, retiring like that's what I would just be like. If I have this much money and I don't have to go somewhere every day or like think about anything and talk to anybody, I mean, I'm out. Especially as soon as in I can this tap out.
1: Especially in this environment where yeah. like everything's so hostile right now. I mean, not to say that. It's justified what's happening to her just because of the hostility of what's going on in the world. No, but, but like,
0: cancel culture is so intense. And yeah. yeah. And I mean, this isn't just like,
1: you know, one or two little things. So yeah. she's 62, by the way.
0: Thank you. I was like, I, I, I was about to say, I think there's 15 years difference. And I literally just saw that Portia was yeah. 47.
1: Yeah, so who knows? I mean, obviously we'll be keeping our eyes on this because how can you not? There's nothing else going on.
0: (laughs) Besides the world,
1: you know, going on fire. But
0: yeah, this is how we distract ourselves from that fire. With
1: the real news, celebrity news. Um, (laughs) Speaking of fire and Oh, there we go. Yeah. I'm really getting good with these transitions. Um, (laughs) My, I think we could say probably our celebrity, or not our, but like, we're definitely a fan of Megan yes. Fox. In yeah. The sense it's a that, mutual like,
0: love and appreciation for like how hot she is, and she's just, so like, hot,
1: but she's also like so intelligent. Where you forget sometimes, like she's actually really smart, and and she seems really fun, and like yeah, like she, yeah, she's down. I mean, she's probably a hot mess because the story I'm about to get into <laughs> isn't necessarily like how Kate I feel Michelle like this thing. makes her
0: like the opposite of a hot mess. Just like, like she's very in tune, like with her spirituality and he's, she's just very LA. Yes. And we talked about her, I think for breakup of the week, maybe our
1: first podcast where possibly,
0: and we were really devastated by her jump off, but I weren't, were yeah. we are very much coming around. We're not like, yeah, I mean, I'm still not a machine
1: gun. Ben Kelly fan but like I'm starting to understand what happened but basically she uh Megan was recently on a podcast which is an is a Bravo shout out it's with Randall and Lala yeah. who for anyone who's watching this that doesn't want Bravo Lala is a
0: former hostess host, hostess yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna Hoshi. say Hoshi Mama. No, Um, I I would say she's a current hoochie mama, but with respect, no disrespect at all.
1: Yeah, we all we we all wish we could climb the social climb that I mean, Lala Lala is equally as hot as Megan Fox, just like a blonde version. Yeah, yeah. And so she was a hostess on um,
0: Vanderpump Vanderpump Rules, rules,
1: and she met Randall, um, who is actually Turtle from Entourage is based off of his character, so yeah. already we're
0: we're in because Turtle. And the best he's been able to get himself as a producer credit on the last like five Robert De Niro, Scorsese, and not five, but a handful. He was a part of The Irishman. Yeah. He works exclusive. He's Mark Wahlberg, and because we know Entourage is based on Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg has been able to get him as a production guy on everything he's been doing for the last like ten years. So. Once again,
1: this is where Bravo is like the uniter of all culture, which is why we ride hard for Bravo. But one of the shows, one of the movies he was producing is actually the movie that Megan Fox was on, the set of called Midnight in the Switchgrass, where she met Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. And that happened in March of this year. So basically when they met, is around the same time the divorce was, you know, announced. So we don't really know. We can't say one caused no, the she, other. No, no, no. They were we, breaking up a million yeah, times no, before Michelle, that.
0: We can come I can, I, I could bet money. I would a hundred percent bet money that she, and, and Brian Austin Green said the same thing as once she filmed the video, his music video with the machine gun Kelly, Brian Austin Green knew that she was going to leave him for machine gun Kelly. well,
1: after they were on the show on the set of the of the movie then she did his
0: video so yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so, so there was
1: clearly they were fa- they were falling into each
0: other falling yeah. in and love like whatever marriage, it like she had already tried to back out of this marriage a couple of times because and i think she was vocal about this during the transformers period of time when they were like oh like what's you know what's your relationship status and blah 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 and they were really, like, if you go back and you listen to a lot of her press um, from that time period, it, some of it resurfaced. But it was incredibly still misogynistic. And she was incredibly young. And people were really, really disgusting towards her. But at this point, she was, like, already with Brian Austin Green. And he has he had a son. And she was like, right. I don't know, like, how much of a stepmom I'm, like, really ready to be at 21 years old. And, and so it, they, they were a lot of back and forth. And then I think a big part of them staying together was she got pregnant. I don't, you know, I would assume yeah. that she wasn't I mean, planning on it. He's but. like 10 years older than she is.
1: Cause she's like our age and Brian Austin yeah. Green obviously was David Silver's on 90210 and everyone's dream, including mine. So
0: it but could yeah, have also was, just
1: been, they were not, you know, they have love for each other, but they couldn't yes, be together. The relationship
0: took its course. And then when you introduce, this kind of scenario it's just there's no way to solve it you know why even stay in that marriage
1: right because basically on this podcast megan fox says that her and machine gun kelly are not soulmates but they're actually twin flames (laughs) which in in case anyone's (laughs) curious what that is a twin flame is actually where a soul has ascended into a high enough level that it can be split into two different bodies at the same time, implying that there are actually two halves of the same soul. Yeah. Versus being two separate
0: souls that are mates. So it's like even a notch above soul. Yeah. Right? And they had all like, this stuff is real, right? Yeah. all yeah. this Stuff is real. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> I mean, she goes on to, you know, they had a, astrologer on there who does their birth charts and basically like confirms all of this says that they had a past life connection. So Megan and machine gun Kelly are claimed that they are like, not only for each other in this universe, but in several universes to come. So it's really interesting to see whether this is Megan speaking the truth or, you know, maybe we're all going to be laughing because Oh, I mean,
0: I think she's speaking the truth. I think that... I want her to be...
1: I want this to be true only because I'd love
0: to find my twin flame. Oh, no, I don't think that's (laughs) realistic because I don't think it's any... First of all, the idea of soulmates, if you want to use logic and actual reasoning, is fucking hilarious. So you got to kind of, you know, drop that shit to the side and just know that that's not actually, like, how the world works. But I like that she believes this and i appreciate any relationship that has like this amount of intense passion and i hope it's all based on like respect and everything and it's not like one of these really like f up relationships that's like we love each other and we're so passionate and we'll never love anybody else but we also like beat the shit out of each other and do heroin together oh, so like I
1: really, <laughs> I really, uh, I- we can't we can't <sighs> promise no, that right no. now because the way machine gun kelly looks I don't know what's going on there, but anyway. I mean, he just
0: likes that look. He's just really into it.
1: We'll Stop. see. Obviously, my love for Megan Fox is, we'll keep my eyes on this to see if he does anything terrible
0: to her. Because, But I really, really love the idea of them, like, riding off into the sunset together and this lasting a lifetime. And... I just feel like you can't trust someone who comes up with the name Machine Gun Kelly. By the way,
1: his real name is Colson Baker. Like what well, he
0: also named his daughter Casey. So like I'm on board with okay. that. Okay. So we'll give him half a notch for that. Yeah. But... and and he does have a daughter that he has been um like photograph like he has he has to be a single dad because that relationship clearly didn't cl- like pan out. And it does seem like he's very responsible and she's like eight or so. Like Like he had her when she was like, when he was like 21 or something. That sounds about right. Yeah. But I mean, I'm here for their relationship. I'm here for these two. I love the idea of this thing existing, but I do just want to set, again, we're setting expectations. This isn't realistic for most people in the, like in the world (laughs) to have a twin flame. (laughs) Well, it's also
1: not normal to be dating someone named Machine Gun Kelly. So
0: yeah, but it's a stage name. I mean, it's his, I, mean, I haven't listened. I tried to listen to some of his rap when it came when I was like, all right, who is this guy? And I got to stop talking trash about him if I haven't actually listened to it. Yeah, I mean. It wasn't bad, but it's just not stuff that I would listen to. So.
1: There's so many better musicians, rappers. He's He's been on a lot of other people's songs. Yeah. Too, so you might recognize that. But, I mean, you know my thoughts about white rappers, but that's for another day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I like that they're. I think that their looks and their overall, um, just how they approach the world is like very in tune. Like, like I get where where she's saying when she's saying all that stuff. Like it yeah, like if them. if you're like if that's gonna be Megan Fox's look, she's clearly only gonna be fucking dudes that look like Machine Gun Kelly. You know, if if this was the '80s, because this is, I just go. But Machine Gun Kelly played Tommy Lee in that Netflix movie where they, where they, um, oh my God, what was the band Tommy Lee was in? Motley um, Crue? Yeah. So they did a, like a little biopic on Netflix, of Motley Crue, and Machine Gun Kelly played Tommy Lee. I didn't watch it. That's
1: I didn't watch it, but he
0: looked, yeah, it looked really like he looked good as Tommy. Like he looked like he was taking it very seriously. It didn't feel cheesy at all. It felt like it was very impressive. I was like, okay, maybe this guy... Is actually more talented, and I gotta stop hating on him. All
1: but, right, I mean, I don't hate him yet, but listen, David Silvers is really hard to line up against in my eyes, so he's gonna have to be putting out the red carpet. I mean, just the fact girl. that
0: Brian Austin Green has jumped off with these two pathetic blonde dum dums like, well, that's what I sad find sad for him. Listen, they both went off with blonde dum dums. But but Machine Gun Kelly has a very legitimate career ahead of him, whereas Brian Austin Green has gone after both of these women for publicity to do paparazzi strolls specifically. And I'm like, Brian, come on.
1: I mean, that doesn't surprise me. But I'm rooting for Brian only because I do – I will always have a soft spot for him.
0: All right. All right. Fair enough. I will not. So he can – he could disappear tomorrow, and I'd, I wouldn't care. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> You're like, wait, that guy was there? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Because he hasn't worked in 20 years. Oh, well, listen, <laughs> if you look like that,
1: you don't need to. Anyway, <laughs> should we move on to uh, another? Well, if we're going to, yeah,
0: another more breakup talk. Yeah, more um, up. breakup talk. Breakup yeah, of The week. The week. These aren't big names, but this is a pretty, like, controversial, juicy little breakup. Yeah. It was either um, this or Tracy Morgan, and we just and, didn't feel oh like God. anyone would be interested in Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan, yeah. Like, what? Tracy Morgan was dating who? Come again? Yeah. And um, so I just had – oh, Casey's not prepared for her. Oh, and well, so, um, we can... Michael – what was his topic? name? Mike...
1: Topic? Yeah. Is that how you, you yeah. pronounce it? K-O-P-E-C-H? I don't She's a baseball player
0: thank you um so yeah so he we you if anybody else also wants to this is a deep deep dive into some bravo history if you ever kim zolziak was a real housewife atlanta she has a child named brielle bierman who looks exactly like her because they've all gotten the same plastic surgery i mean it's so sad um but they then have a spinoff show that I watched for a while, but I don't – it's it's really not worth it at all anymore. And Brielle had bagged herself this new big deal baseball pitcher on that show, and they were, like, 21. And they are like, we love each other, and we're never going to be apart, and this is amazing, this is perfect, and, like, we're definitely going to get married. But baseball players are on the road 10 months out of the year, and they're also, like any other professional athlete, notorious for fucking yeah. around on the side. Yeah. So they didn't last clearly, but that's when we first learned about who this guy was. He then went on to marry very quickly to Vanessa Morgan, who again, another like no name, she but she's on Riverdale. So that's why the only thing this is like kind of um current. And it's and also she, important to know the ages, I thought, cuz he's 23 and Vanessa's 27. Well, he also well he's 24 technically but he just turned like he's you know he turned 24 in april okay um, so there's there's a decent age
1: bracket for that
0: time period, especially for that yeah. time
1: because keep in mind what women are thinking about in their late
0: 20s when the world is telling them their eggs are dying well this so what happened was that she announced her pregnancy this week and then he filed for divorce the next day Dun dun dun. So, oh, he went to Mount Pleasant. High- no, that can't be Mount Pleasant in Michigan, right? No, it's in te- Texas. Okay, I was like, wait, did he go to high school with some?
1: So K-Mart? we're really digging Michael right now because my guess yeah. is either he didn't
0: want kids <laughs> or some I mean, that doesn't make any sense because, like, she only announced it when she started, sh- like, something. Yeah, we have no additional information. It's, like, all that's come out is, like, Vanessa's Riverdale cast members have come and um, supported her, and she's having this kid, and we, there's no additional information as to, like, what happened, like, yeah, is they've, it only not been his married, kid?
1: they've only been married for five months. Yeah. She's so, expecting a boy, so she's got to be at least three months pregnant.
0: Oh, oh, to know the sex gotcha yeah i was like oh i'm assuming yeah, yeah.
1: i'm like trying to do the math here yeah yeah, yeah.
0: no I, I was like i was just trying to understand where how you i was like what is the gender matter and i was like the gender clearly oh, sh- matters because you due, only find out she's due in january so yeah it's pretty so it looks like maybe they got married when they found out they were pregnant if they knew at that you know like they were like oh wow we're like two months pregnant i don't know how to do math math fast math because um, if i they don't were... think no i don't think so because they would have gotten knocked up what like february like right as quarantine hit if they're due in january and it's really like a nine to ten month pregnancy yeah and they got married before that oh, okay
1: but so it was it's... very close
0: I yeah mean, i mean it something
1: calls... is shady he either didn't want kids and she has kids and now he's a terrible human for leaving her or I, what? Or yeah, like. And maybe just the fact that she was pregnant. I mean, she didn't mention him in the post when she announced it. And exactly. Then the, and yeah. then the next day he divorced. So maybe the divorce was already happening and she was just like, let me get ahead of it and, and at least announce at least good some news. positive news so it yeah. don't get lost. Yeah. Who knows? But it's. it's uh, I'm I mean, curious this one was This one was interesting what else to see
0: make headlines this week. Yeah it was just like this is random and i like oh she's canadian so that kid has got it made in shade all right i just i'm sure kim zolziak is like thank god well page six yeah well page six is saying like brielle bierman's uh instagram flooded with comments about michael after divorce is announced um and they're trying to they're everybody's like get back together with it. it's like what are you talking about like he's probably He's, a psychopath I was just scumbag. gonna say who would even
1: want to voluntarily hang out with him let alone date him if,
0: if those are your decision making skills right now and you're like yeah I'm 23 I really just like want to be married as a professional baseball player and like I guess I guess we just don't understand love so
1: <laughs> I mean we didn't need this podcast to tell us that I know. <laughs> it's yeah just crazy. one day
0: one day before we hit yeah july it's july 3rd they were engaged married january 4th july 24th announced pregnancy july 26th he filed for divorce so they were engaged like so it doesn't even say when they started dating which couldn't have been very far between before that no, because so he was still
1: like, yeah, he was still dating Brielle in like two thousand seventeen. Yeah. So it couldn't have been more than a year of dating if that.
0: Wow. You guys just gotta like know that the first like six months to the year is like all hormones. And chemicals. Come yeah. On guys. Like you gotta be with somebody for like at least two years prior to that. Mind you, I'm like definitely gonna get married to the Scottish guy, like the first time <laughs> I see him. I was just gonna <laughs> say says the girl who's gonna end up like Literally yeah, getting away. married on the internet yeah pretty much <laughs> pig all right um uh well should we go into what are we watching yeah yeah yeah. what are you watching well
1: i'm late to the game although i've caught up in t- in time for tonight's finale but i am watching i'll be gone in the dark
0: yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, I'll which probably watch the finale tomorrow.
1: I was going to say, which I know you're watching, and you were one of the people to tell me to watch. For those who don't know, it's the documentary about the Golden State Killer and specifically about um, Michelle McNamara, who was married to Pine Oswald, but she had a whole career of writing and she had a passion passion for true crime and basically as the documentary goes into she basically falls into a rabbit hole of this case to realize that no one has been
0: you know the cases are not been solved and she and the departments aren't talking to each other where like a lot of this like we're learning now a lot of the serial killer and epic crimes that were occurring in the 60s and 70s could have been prevented and stopped if departments were just speaking to each other between counties right and she kind of
1: helps connect them all in addition to suggesting some new technology and i'm just finding it really interesting because it's not just another cold case documentary there's
0: so many other elements yeah, um, I'm fascinated just how they're um, telling the story, but also how she's able to collect this data and information just using the internet for a lot of it. Yep. Like, that's really fascinating and- that you can actually find this stuff about unsolved crimes online and like do your own case study yeah. and the community she
1: creates with all these other private citizens who are all like basically dedicated to the same thing which is to solve this case
0: yeah i didn't watch it but the similar thing happens to don't fuck with cats on netflix where it's oh. like they're well, i don't care them. i don't care about cats so well it's not it's about it started off about it's about tracking a serial killer who they find because he originally became known to the public because he would release videos of himself torturing cats and kittens and drowning them so people online were like who the fuck is this guy and started following him and tracking him and trying to get his IP and then it turns out that he ended up going on a killing spree in Canada and like killed a uh, Chinese immigrant student that was over there that was like a big headline and stuff and then they, the internet community like basically told the Toronto police like this is who your serial killer is and and that's how they got him. it was you know it's really it's really crazy but then they're also discussing how um dangerous it can't like citizens really can't be doing this and well that's
1: what I was thinking the whole time like you know when she's going to some of the beaches that people were supposedly found after being murdered and it's so shady i mean i would not feel comfortable going to that alone yeah it's amazing
0: and she's like like, driving by the houses of some of the victims and like taking pictures
1: (laughs) yeah and then obviously not to give the story away but like what happens to her and i mean it is definitely a good watch even if you know some parts of it you don't really know no the
0: whole thing yeah definitely recommend it's
1: very well done um hopefully it'll get nominated for documentary next year because
0: it's got to it's, it's so interesting the way they're doing it's, this I'm it's appreciating, so original
1: i'm honestly appreciating the way they're going back and forth on time with this yeah way more than the last dance because i feel like the last dance I keep oh okay myself i'm like what year are we in because they keep going back and forth
0: oh i'm finding it i like that they're utilizing this for the last dance to tell the story that's interesting that they're the way they're they're going back and forth to sell to tell certain episodes, I think is a very very yeah
1: I guess smart I way chronological uh, chronological order because that's well I
0: feel like they're utilizing this to show that's how we got to be let's go back to A and show how that relationship evolved to become that way right and you know who this person was in 1988 versus 1997. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm digging it, but that's also, I mean, you led that right to me. That's what we're both. We're all, also watching that. We're in different area. I think I'm dragging one episode behind you on that. Yes, I think, so. but we're both taking our time with that. Cause it's super fun. And, um, I find it to be very, very compelling. And so I, it's a very good distraction. So I don't want to like use it all up and watch for hours and then, not have another distraction from work especially a show that takes place way before oh yeah it's the 90s like I forgot how much these dudes were in my life just like without even looking or trying like purchasing all the things that their faces were on and just and I'm like oh man yeah like and now that we know Dennis Rodman from like celebrity rehab it's different and I miss Scottie Pippen so much Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging the last dance. Yeah, uh,
1: and you don't even need to be a big basketball player to watch No,
0: it. yeah, but we did watch. That was fun that on Friday. We just put basketball games on in the background.
1: <laughs> like, oh, I have that comments. literally on right now as I'm talking to you.
0: Though, <laughs> awesome. Games. I think yeah. I gotta watch. Oh, okay. I think there's a Bruins game on, so I got to, you know, make it real white up in here.
1: Yeah, you got to get that content in no matter Ugh,
0: I mean, was the last time I watched a Bruins game? I think it's since last October.
1: I mean, I finally got myself to watch Regis's last episode of his talk show again today, and did you cry? Falling, yeah, yeah. So I started uh-huh. crying when um, Tony Dan, because the best part of the episode was the whole audience.
0: When were like your two like, dads meet, and, like- we're all
1: friends. <laughs> yeah, of the show. So with gotcha. a lot of like ABC people, a lot of New Yorkers celebrities unfortunately donald trump was one of them and i just like completely forgot about that relationship but I yeah that regis and trump started hanging out last once trump became president like, oh
0: yeah they didn't once, see each other at all
1: once new york was like we're done with you um yeah. but the best was tony danza from the audience is screaming we love you regis <laughs> and it was like oh my two favorites just like loving each other you like, could just like
0: freeze time
1: yeah, it's basically Michelle's dream scenario. It's just to be in a room with the two of them,
0: so. Uh, um, but yeah, other than that, it's like, mo- you know, most of our usual stuff. I don't think anything. I watched a new episode of the Umbrella Academy last night, but I don't know if how much I'll even follow it because I don't even remember really why I liked the first season. I watched it. I was interested in it, but.
1: Well, it's superhero, so you love anything superhero.
0: Yeah, but this one's a little... Really like far fetched, kind of corny, like.
1: Oh, because Batman and Superman and spider-man are not far.
0: Uh, how dare you? Batman is mostly trash unless we want to talk about Christopher Nolan, and that's DC and not Marvel. I don't even know it. I don't even think Umbrella Academy is either of those categories.
1: Oh, now we got a whole other category. I can't keep up.
0: Yeah, of course we have like a billion other. Ca- Watchmen is oh, actually Watchmen. I think oh shit. Is Watchmen Marvel or DC? We didn't even talk Never mind. About
1: that, which, by the way, got like the most nomination. It's
0: really? good. It's very, very good. And I mean, you get Regina. If she's starring in anything, she needs to get nominated because Trick she. Question,
1: which Regina? Oh, fuck. I knew. I know. I didn't want
0: to misspeak. Regina King. Yes. You got yeah. it. Okay. And I just I want to put on record that I'm a massive fan of both Regina King and Regina Hall. It's my own thing with names, okay? I have a name dyslexia situation.
1: Yeah, we're not. I remember a face.
0: I know, but I feel it when I like when I I can't determine which Regina it is immediately. I think I could, but then I start guessing myself, and then I'm like, well, now I don't want to be racist. You always second guess yourself,
1: and you're always right. (laughs) The first the time, first time then yeah. You change. But it's
0: okay. <laughs> but yeah, but if you guys haven't checked out the inten- uh, extensive histories of the Reginas and their work, you're missing out on a lot. Oh, yeah. So get on board. But yeah. But w- Watchmen was really good. And that's just a carry. You probably don't even remember there was like a Watchmen movie. uh
1: No, I don't think I knew that.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. but
1: like, again, I mean, I'm not the person to ask about that stuff. Yeah. No, and I would never bring it up it, to you. If it's anything comic book, unless it's like, and even Riverdale, I don't watch, but I did
0: read the Archie comics. Oh, up. well, they're not even really. I mean, it's insane. But like, Riverdale, that's the you should thing. watch just because it's mm. so funny, just to see if, like, you know, you would hate it and you'd quit it, but it's just so hilarious that they did this to this characters. Like we're gonna base this on Archie and Jughead,
1: and then it'd be nothing like Archie. <laughs> and, and then the it's
0: part. like, yeah, it's like murders and gangs. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I
1: was like, don't ruin my precious Archie comics. That yeah, I it can't even at the compare market. them. And like, really, le- that was my exciting. Like, okay, Michelle's getting a treat.
0: Yeah, me too. Gonna,
1: she's gonna get these comics, which yeah. So I don't want that to get ruined. Plus, I don't really care for anyone who's in it. It's not like Euphoria where I'm actually like into the actors who are on it. Well, uh,
0: fo- yeah, Euphoria's adult kids show. This is, if you want to f- go back to that nostalgic teen vibe of the CW, then check out Riverdale. But if you're not missing that, then there's no reason for you to yeah, even I think try. the
1: last time I watched CW was probably like when Popular was on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we're too old.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we are old, but that's that's something we already know. I don't need.
0: We're also tastemakers, so (laughs) it's it's really kind of uh, below us.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that that's beneath our taste. Yeah. All right, that's that's a perfect way to end this.
0: That we're just the ultimate snobs, and we're right, and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's my. Usual. Let's close it on that. That's my usual on out so That feels like, comfortable.
0: That feels comfortable. All
1: should right. I, should I end it with some music, or are we just gonna
0: close out? Um. no you can. I think we can say bye bye, and then if you want to put on a little something something and let it kind of close out and drift off to sleep. <laughs> Hopefully, you took some opium, and you're just <laughs> you're just gonna <laughs> drift off to sleep and never wake up again. <laughs>
1: at 5 30 in the afternoon
0: it's a Sunday man we can't deal with work tomorrow this is insane
1: all right on that note <laughs> until next time we're still
0: alive, until next time
1: peace out
0: we'll love you bye